Good morning and welcome once again to InFocus. I'm John Sims and joining us yet again this morning, Lexi Trimble, Development Director of St. Paul Children's Services in Tyler. Good morning, Lexi. As always, great to have you with us. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus. InFocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. St. Paul Children's Services, I think it dates back to about 1990. Matter of fact, I think that's the date given on your website. So 31 years in Tyler and um, the surrounding community, the Tyler Smith County area, I guess, basically what you serve. And Lexi, there's always that sweet story about the beginning of St. Paul Children's Services. Let's go over that and then you can kind of segue into who you are and what you're doing now under those auspices. Yes, so in 1990, um, the St. Paul United Methodist Church was going into their typical Sunday morning um, church service, and there was a small boy that rode up on a bicycle and stopped one of the church members and asked if he was able to attend church that day. And I believe that that, that question alone really just set that um, the, the whole train of St. Paul Children's Services into, um, into role because we were able to... Um, start taking a step back and realizing the needs of this immediate community that this church is located in. So this member realized um, that these children need a safe place to be able to attend, um, just given the current status of that neighborhood. Um, and so they started implementing different programs with the church. Um, a couple years later, realized that these services that they needed to provide the community are a little bit bigger than what the church could provide. So then in 1996, we established St. Paul Children's Foundation as its own 501c3. Um, we started implementing our medical clinic, our food pantry, our clothes closet, um, all of those different services. And over the years, those services have changed. Um, we've been able to implement more services. And then back in 2020, we actually started doing business as St. Paul Children's Services. We felt that that better encompassed um, what our organization is about. Um, so we do currently offer a food pantry, a pediatric medical, dental, and vision clinic. Um, we recently started a foster care center of excellence. We have our pediatric counseling, benefits assistance, wellness program, and our two summer programs. Well, that's a lot, and we got all that out in 2 minutes and 28 seconds, and we got a long way to go because there's so much that St. Paul Children's Services yes. does on a day-in, day-out basis. You talk about the neighborhood. This is on the east side of Tyler, yes. and the best landmark, I think, for people that are driving the main drags is if you're going down East Front Street and you get to um, – uh, where Margarita's Restaurant, the uh, De Haven Eye Clinic, which I think is part of the Christus family now, and you make a left turn and it's only a couple of blocks from there. It's um, yes. uh, right next to its original birthplace, uh, St. Paul United Methodist Church. 1358 East Richards yes. is the neighborhood that we're talking about, just to put that into a clearer light for people. By the way, you can reach them by phone at 903-595-5525. And the website is stpaulchildren.org and I understand that uh, there's uh, that's a real good source of information and I think that website's going to be getting even better within a couple of months right yes we are looking forward to that we're making a lot of exciting changes to our website and making sure it's up to date as possible uh-huh and right now you can still get a lot of very specific information yes. there are different phone numbers different contact people you might want to go through depending on what kind of services you need but the main number is 903-595-5525 okay we've talked a little bit about the services that are provided at st paul children's services and let's kind of um get a little bit deeper into that right now and we're going to start off with the food pantry 
And uh, there are certain procedures. And, of course, COVID-19 has just been a common thread in this show, unfortunately, since uh, March of last year. And we need to keep that going because it's so important. And I, I guess a lot of the procedures you're implementing right now have a lot to do with that. Yes. Um, so our food pantry was operating as a drive through pantry from March 2020 up until actually this year, July 2021. Um, so we are now actually Choice Pantry again, as we were before, um, pre-COVID. And so our clients are actually coming into our newly reconstructed um, waiting room for our food pantry. Um, and they're able to come. We have them spaced apart. Everyone is staying safe. But they're actually able to um, decide what foods that they're wanting to receive again. Okay. And uh, is there any kind of a vetting process or can anybody just come in or uh, well, tell us what people need to uh, do in order to qualify for the food pantry? Yes. So what we do is we, when, when new clients come in, we ask them for their uh, monthly income and then just how many families in their household. Um, and so we never want to turn a family away. Um, so we have, um, Pre-COVID, we have a we have the website up. We have a, a database that we use, um, but we are no longer using that temporarily just because of the um, the emergency of this new COVID variant. And so um, we were using our emergency forms during COVID last year. A couple months, we we're able to go back to actually using our database again, and we are back at the emergency forms. And so that means that any client is able to come in. They tell us what their need is. They tell us the monthly income, and then how many. Uh, family members they have and so um, and with the uncertainty of everything we are unsure of how long um, that will last and mm -hmm. we'll just move right back into our normal way of operating for the foreseeable future I have no doubt that it will be going on that way so that's yes. important to know Lexi Trimble is our guest this morning Lexi is the development director of St. Paul Children's Services in Tyler I'm John Sims and this is in focus uh, your medical clinic, your dental clinic, and uh, the COVID-19 related resources in those two facilities. I know that those are just really, really important components mm -hmm. of what you do. Yes. Um, so we actually have one of our pediatricians on staff, Dr. Dr. Smith, um, Dr. Valerie Smith, and she is on the Texas Medical Association's COVID-19 task force, which means she's able to keep St. Paul's up to date of um, how quickly everything is moving and changing and letting us know what we need to be doing to keep up the necessary precautions for our organization. Um, so our medical clinic specifically has been reconstructed for a separate sick and well child entrance mm -hmm. before everyone entered into the same door. But just given the status of so many different um, cases and um, children may be coming in just for a well child visit, we don't want them to get um, we don't want them to be in the same space as a child that is coming in sick. So we've actually created two different separate interests for them. And um, that has been going very well. Um, and we also, um, due to the increase in patients, we are trying to expand the exam rooms, actually in both our medical and our dental clinics. Um, We're wanting to add on four more exam rooms in our medical and two more in our dental. And our current project is working on our medical building. Um, and that is just given the increase in patients that we've been receiving. Um, and so that would be a tremendous help. And so we have that project underway um, in raising funding for the medical clinic. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the services that are offered in each of those two clinics, the medical and the dental. Yes. Um, for the medical, as I mentioned before, um, we do have well child visits. We have newborns, which both clinics see um, newborns to age 21. Um, and then we have well child. We also have the sick visits 
in our medical clinic and in our medical clinic we are actually offering um, COVID vaccines and COVID testings um, for our patients of the clinic um, and then again in dental they have the standard procedures um, of the of the cleanings um, with the dental hygienist and then the dentist can come in for different um, procedures that are needed as well all righty uh now the medical and I believe the dental services also are provided regardless of a patient's insurance status or ability to pay. Is that correct? Yes, we accept commercial insurance, Medicaid, chips, and uninsured. We do not turn away any patients on their inability to pay. All righty, uh, it's important to uh, get some more information though. And again, I'll give that phone number out: nine zero three five nine five fifty five twenty five. You're at thirteen fifty eight East Richard Street in Tyler on the east side of town on the website uh, soon to be updated but still very reliable i found stpaulchildren.org and there are different things i think people are going to find on the website we'll kind of drop a few hints they reserve the right to schedule according to availability you work with programs like head start for tyler isd numerous other school districts around the area under the dental um Auspices, you participate in the Texas Mission of Mercy and Give Kids a Smile Day, which I believe are programs that um, are community-wide for people who are underserved. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And again, that website, stpaulchildren.org, phone number 903-5525, if you want to get more information on that or anything we're going to be talking about today. The Khakis for Kids program, uh, of course... We have kids going back to school now, and just about everybody has at least, I think all the schools have some kind of an in-person component. Some some of the schools are all in-person, and uh, the kids need to be dressed right, a lot of them, for school. So how does the Khakis for Kids program work? Yes, so we've actually had this program since the summer of 2005. We implemented this program after Hurricane Katrina hit. We had a lot of Mm -hmm. um, families evacuate to East Texas, and we realized a significant need. Um, And so we actually this summer for 2021 provided more than 600 children with new school uniforms, socks, shoes, and underwear for the beginning of the school year. And we also partnered with KVNE Radio Station for our virtual shoe drive. Um, So if anyone listens to KVNE, they heard us running that over the summer, promoting virtual shoes. Um, and we're able to raise those new shoes for the children. All righty. The summer program just strapped up, but it certainly kept you busy, not least because you are, in fact, the director of the summer program. How did everything go this summer? I know it was probably very touch and go with COVID and everything, but... Yes, it was um, definitely, as last summer was, you're just trying to figure out um, the best way to keep everyone safe, but also have the program to a certain degree. So we've actually had our summer program for since 2010, mm-hmm. um, so for about a decade now. Um, and it is a time for the, chil- for the children in our St. Paul's neighborhood to be able to receive a free breakfast and lunch while they're out of school, as well as engage in Bible studies and fun interactive activities. Due to the COVID-19 concerns, last summer we only implemented the summer feeding portion of it, and then again this summer we did that as well. Um, we actually partnered with the East Texas Food Bank, and I'm able to distribute a lunch and a breakfast to the children for that day, and we operate Monday through Friday, and it starts right when school gets out and then goes right until school starts again. Okay, Lexi Trimble, Development Director of St. Paul Children's Services, and Tyler, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims, Street Address 1358 East Richard and the phone number 903-595-5525 that website again stpaulchildren.org what about the summer program and I know we're looking way down the road but it's never too early Uh, school will be out 
before we know it, the way time seems to fly these days with everything that's going on, do people need to register for that or do they just show up or how does that work if they want to be involved? Yes, yeah, so we don't have anyone register for the, for the program. We just uh, promote it. We let families know that it's going on. Um, primarily the families in our neighborhood who are, who are in tent, but we do have other uh, families that will travel to our Andrews Park, which is at St. Paul's, um, and that is one of the distribution sites for the East Texas Food Bank for their summer feeding program. Mm-hmm. They're able to attend um, and be a part, and I'm looking forward to hopefully next summer being able to implement a full program again with activities, and um, I think it'll be great. All righty. The addition of the Vision Clinic. This is new. Just came along in February. Tell us everything you can about how that works and uh, how successful it's been thus far. Yes, so we opened a new vision clinic at St. Paul's in February of this year. It was in memory of Hubert Kidd and his impact on our ministry, um, one of our founders and a longstanding board member um, who passed away a few years ago. And we are proud to have Dr. Clayton Whitney as our ophthalmologist. Um, With our vision clinic, we're able to provide free vision exams to children ages 6 to 18 that are in need. Um, And then we've also been in contact with school nurses in the Tyler ISD um, and surrounding districts about our services, just letting them know what we provide um, and so if we, a child comes they don't pay it's a free vision exam we do give them a prescription um, and then we will refer them out to different um, different businesses that will be able to give them glasses if that's something that they need okay uh, just pretty much a standard um, sign up or registration mo on that as well yes and they're more than welcome to call the phone number that you've been listing okay now, this is a big one, the recognition of the Foster Care Center of Excellence. Uh, let's start, I don't know that we, uh, the last time you were here, which was probably a little over a year ago, I think we may have touched on this. I don't know that we got into it in a whole lot of detail. Uh, um, our uh, the guests on In Focus and I always have a, just a kind of a little chat before we go to air. And in this particular instance, you were telling me that there's a lot going on with the Foster Care Center and which is now the Foster Care Center of Excellence, I suppose, or at least that's the recognition that you've received. Uh, Tell us a little bit, just for starters, how far back, as far as you know, St. Paul Children's Services goes with foster care. You've been working in that field for a pretty good while now. I have, yes, and we have actually been working with foster kids in our medical clinic specifically for several years now. And so this was our push to be able to expand what this mission looks like that we've been implementing in our clinic, and we wanted to see it happen in all of our different um, parts of our organization. Okay, so uh, you now have the Foster Care Center, and uh, tell us about the Foster Care Center of Excellence recognition. There was a lot that went into, and I think that's an interesting story. There's a lot that went into that recognition. Tell us a little bit about what you had to do to get that recognition and what what it means for you and for the people that you serve. Yes. In April this year, we were awarded the accreditation of Foster Care Center of Excellence, which will allow us the capacity to effectively serve the foster care system in East Texas and surrounding areas. And as you mentioned earlier, we did talk about this last year. We were in the beginning stages of it. Right. This was a long process of um, just meeting actually over 60 different criteria to be able to receive this recognition. Um, And we were very excited to be able to receive this in the spring. 
we St. Paul's is actually going to be the top referral source for over 23 counties for our foster care center of excellence. And we're actually going to be number eight in the state and the closest center is going to be in Houston. Um, so we are the only center in this area that provides um, all of these services. And our, our heart behind this was having our medical, our dental, our vision, our food pantry and our counseling services all in one place. And so we're essentially a hub for these foster families. Um, they receive these children and they have a certain amount of time to be able to get these appointments in for the kids so they're able to come to St. Paul's and have them all done in one place. Okay. Um, Lexi Trimble, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Lexi, the development of St. Paul Children's Services in Tyler. And uh, I believe, I think you pretty well explained it, but basically what it amounts to, to put it in maybe slightly different terms, if I understand correctly, is that your foster care center is now a one-stop shop. Probably the one place that people can go and either get all the services they need or at least get all the referrals they need is that how that operates yes and as i mentioned we are the top referral source for 23 counties and so our goal right now is to partner with other foster care agencies in the area and we've been in contact with so many different ones so what's happening is these children go to those agencies and they get their immediate needs done but when it comes to appointments we're who they refer them to um, since we do have all of the uh, appointments in one place okay i think that pretty well explains it uh, one thing that I wanted to point out, you mentioned this is a the primary referral service for 23 counties, and um, that means that I may have misspoken just a little bit earlier. You primarily serve people in Tyler and the Smith County area, but obviously you've cast your net pretty wide. Mm -hmm. uh, let me ask you this real quick. Um, if, if somebody comes in from Gregg or Upshur or Cherokee County and wants any of your services, are you willing to work with them? Yes, we are serving outside of Smith County as well, um, and so we are wanting to work with um, yes, all the surrounding surrounding counties. So, okay, yes. good. I, a lot of our listeners who are uh, maybe not right from the neighborhood uh, might do well to know that. They may have yeah. services in their own county as well, but you never know what agency, what set of services is going to be the right fit for you and your family, so yes. it's important to know that. Um, I know that one of the agencies we've had on the air in the past and probably will in the future is the Fostering Collective. And I kind of wanted to give a shout out to them because they've been so good to work with. And that's just one of yes. the number of different fostering agencies that you partner with, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Financial support for St. Paul Children's Center. It's pretty basic um, as it is with just about every nonprofit agency. I know there's a donation tab on the website. Anything else that you want to share about financial support for St. Paul Children's Services? I mean, you're the development director. That's really your bailiwick. <laughs> Yes. Um, as we continue seeing patients and clients through the rise of this pandemic, our services are crucial for our community now more than ever. And we are grateful for people's generous support as they continue to contribute to the well-being of their neighbors. As mentioned earlier, we are looking to expand our medical clinic. And we appreciate any donations to help during this time of reconstruction and growth. That is one of the many ways that you can get involved. Um, and I do welcome if you have a donation that you're interested in making to please give us a call at the number that you've been providing. Um, any of these services that we provide to the community, they are in need 
more than ever demand. Um, and so we are looking for um, the continued support in our community. And I do want to say just right now how grateful we are um, for the support that we've already been receiving and the love that our community has been giving to us as we support and um, help the neighbors in East Texas. Okay. And the number I've been giving out, by the way, and I'll give it out again, is 903-595-5525. Uh, 1358 East Richards and Tyler is the address and that website, stpaulchildren.org. There is a donation tab on the website, and I'm sure that you can write a check. Um, but, again, if you have any questions, best thing to do is to go to that website or give them a call at 903-595-5525. Or I guess they can just drop by and visit you in person. Do you have any specific office hours you'd like to share with us? Yes, um, our office hours. Um, each day they change a little bit. And that is listed on the website in case yeah. um, in case it gets a little confusing. But we are open um, eight to six on Mondays and Wednesdays, eight to five on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then eight to twelve on Fridays. And I'll be there. And if you want to ask for Lexi, um, I'd be more than happy to sit and talk with you. All right, very good. Uh, other fundraising act are you involved in any larger fund drives or do you have any special events that you do during the year that are fundraisers or is it just basically what we've discussed so far Yes. Um, as I mentioned before, we did partner with uh, KBNE Radio Station for our virtual shoes. Um, and then we have smaller ones that happen um, where people let us know that maybe their church had a canned food drive for us, or maybe um, a group of kids in the neighborhood had a lemonade stand that happened a couple of weeks ago. And so just small ways for to get involved. Um, but those are the, the, the primary um, ways that people have been able to raise. Okay, you talked about canned food drives, and we don't want to pass on that because you have to keep that food pantry stocked. Along yes. with money, uh, people can make in-kind donations. And mm -hmm. I think if you go to the website, uh, there's a short list of items that are preferred. Did you want to go over some of those? Or I can if you don't have them right now. All righty, let's see. What do we have here? Canned fruit and vegetables, cereal and pasta, meat, chicken, beef, or pork. And uh, these should all be non-perishable food items, like in cans yes. and boxes and things like that. Fresh produce when available, dairy products when available. And uh, I know from working with other agencies, talking to them, maybe uh, you talking to the food bank, people are going to have questions about what kinds of food they need to bring or what uh, types of food you prefer. And the best advice there, probably just to give you a call, 903-595-5525. And uh, by all means, I'm sure, just have your own canned food drive. And um, uh, are there other in-kind donations, non-monetary donations, or is it primarily food that you're looking for right now? It's primarily food outside of monetary donations. Oh, okay. All righty. Other ways that you can get involved, and this is where the volunteer piece comes in and I know that you do take volunteers and there's a specific person people need to contact if they do want to volunteer with you. Somebody is listening to the show this morning or they, they drive by your place and they I'd like to volunteer at a place like that. Well, let's walk through the steps that people need to take if they want to volunteer with St. Paul. Yes, so um, they can give us a call at the number that you've listed, um, the 903-595-5525, and ask for Wyatt Bynum. He is our volunteer coordinator, and he will get them all set up, and he will let them know what hours we are needing for our food pantry and coordinate with their schedule of what day works best for them. 
Um, our food pantry is open on Mondays and Wednesdays from 9 to 12 and then 2 to 6, and then on Fridays from 9 to 12 in the morning. Um, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, if they're looking to volunteer, we also take volunteers to come through our food pantry, help us get organized. Um, our, our serving days, which Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, they keep us very busy. And so what we try to do on Tuesdays and Thursdays is have volunteers come in and help organize the shelves, get everything back um, and set up just right for the next day. And so if they're wanting to volunteer any of those days, I know Wyatt would love to speak with them about that. All right. And Wyatt's number is 903-595-5525. We'll even uh, give you a bonus here. Give out a extension extension 304 if you want to talk to Wyatt directly and uh, you talked a little bit about some of the volunteer opportunities are there any other specific volunteer opportunities for people that you maybe wanted to share with us yes so um, given the uncertainty of the summer program kind of wanted to go back to that wanting to go ahead and start working on what that program will look like next year. Mm. Um, and so I do want to say if there's anyone that is involved in the church youth group um, or thinks that their church might be interested in getting involved with our summer program for one week next summer, please give me a call. I'd love to start talking with you um, now about what that would look like for you and your youth group to come and serve um, at our summer program next year. And so I'll definitely be reaching out to people at the beginning of the year, but if anyone is interested, um, would love to go ahead and talk with them about what that would look like. Mm-hmm. As far as volunteering for an agency like St. Paul, I think uh, the common thread of, in a lot of ways, I guess it's the same criteria as volunteering for any agency. Is your heart in it? Are you a good fit for it? it is, a, is it a good fit for you? Uh, are there any other things that people should maybe try and think about before they consider uh, offering their volunteer services to St. Paul? Or did we all just cover it all right there? Or is there anything you wanted to add? I think that you covered it. Um, one thing I want to say is we love to see people get creative in the way that they support our organization and uh -huh. give back to their community. As I mentioned, we had a couple neighborhood kids um, bring us some money last week for their lemonade stand, and they had a little sign for St. Paul's, and the donations came to us. And so there are just little small tangible ways that you're able to give back to your community. Um, and so we're excited to see that creativity. All right. Lexi Trimble, our guest this morning on In Focus, Development Director of St. Paul Children's Services in Tyler. Uh, casting its net very wide these days, primarily serving the Tyler Smith County area, but uh, at least as far as the fostering piece is concerned, 23 counties. So you obviously, I think it's important to note that you've really grown a lot since 1990. No two ways about it. Yeah. By the way, did I mention that I'm John Sims and this is in focus? Okay, well, I just mentioned it right there. You mentioned the summer program and we talked a little bit about Andrews Park. Can we talk a little bit more about Andrews Park and uh, uh, what it offers to the kids from the neighborhood and around the community? Yes, so we um, have a, a playground. We have a soccer field right next door, which is the kid field. So we have kid field and Andrews Park and they're right next to each other. Um, and so we actually have teams that will come out um, in the evenings during their soccer season um, for children around age five that will practice. And so we open it up to the community as best as possible. We actually do rent out our park on Saturdays and Sundays. And so if anyone's interested, we have had birthday parties, we've had family gatherings, we had someone get married in our park last year. Um, so we have so many different events that can happen. And so if you're interested in renting our park on Saturdays or Sundays, um, it is $50 to rent the park and then you get $25 back you have a $25 deposit um, and so it just depends on how well kept the park is um, once you've returned the key back to us but that is a service that we actually are able to provide and we um, are always having families call and looking to rent the park. Mm -hmm. 
I have no doubt. Uh, i got a few minutes left in the show. We are kind of winding down here. But, uh, you know, the central story about St. Paul is the one about the little kid on the bicycle in 1990. Can I go to church here? Uh, uh, maybe that suffices. Or maybe you have maybe one or two other stories you want to share. Maybe some particular things that have touched your heart during the years you've been working with St. Paul. Yes. Um thinking about a specific story come to mind. Um, it, it's um, a little bit challenging at the moment, but that story though at the beginning, it's always something that touches people's hearts when I talk about that. Um, just how how huge is that one interaction with that child? Um, and now getting to sit here and talk with you about how much we've expanded and um, getting to sit and talk with people who were at the very beginning of St. Paul's and watching it take place and now getting to see all the services that we offer is huge. And I know for me personally, it is very humbling and rewarding to be a part of St. Paul's and just being a part of something just so much larger than myself um, is an incredible experience and I count myself lucky to play a small part. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of people who have played small parts, parts, large parts, 1990, that's 31 years ago. I had been in Tyler for about a year at that point, and in a lot of uh, ways it seems like only yesterday, but I guess I could go on and on about that. Uh, are, are a lot of people who were there at the beginning still on board? Um, and do you ever get any reactions? If there's, And I know a lot of them are at least still in the community. Do they ever like to look back and say, gee, look how much we've grown? So we do, since we are right next to the church, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. there are several mem- members of the church who are part of the church at that time that are able to, um, th- they'll come over and talk about their experiences of seeing it all get started. Um, and so we actually also have two of our founding board members um, still on our board um, from 1996. And so I'm um, getting to sit down with them as well and just see um, their experiences from 96 up until now and just seeing all the changes that have occurred. I'll bet you haven't had any trouble recruiting new people either. People that have just kind of uh, gotten the word and jumped on board with a mission and with the message and uh, who have continued to keep your agency going for, well, 25 years Mm -hmm. in its current form and even further back than that, uh, back to when it all got started. Um, Beyond what you've already told me, uh, any specific future plans, things you're going to try and accomplish over the next year or so? far as St. Paul's is concerned? Um, in terms of expansion, working on the medical clinic is our number earlier, one goal yeah. right now, and also just continuing to get the Foster Care Center of Excellence up and going, and um, also seeing our vision clinic expand. And so we look forward to seeing what all that looks like in a year as those programs continue to increase. All right. We've been visiting with Lexi Trimble, Development Director of St. Paul Children's Services in Tyler. Again, I'll give out that contact information, 1358 East Richard Street. Phone number is 903-595-5525. And you can get a lot more information at the soon-to-be-upgraded but already real good website, stpaulchildren.org. Lexi, I'm real glad you had a chance to come back and visit with us again. Um, Always good to have you and the the many other people from St. Paul that we visited with over the years to come join us on the show. Thanks so much for joining us and keep doing the great things you're doing. Thank you for having me. Lexi Trimble, Development Director, St. Paul Children's Services in Tyler, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again next week on In Focus.